Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Madi Grace Theory, and it's that time again. It's time for another interview with a goddess entrepreneur, and I'm so excited today. I have one of my private coaching clients, Marielle Balsan, and I'm just so excited to chat with you today, Marielle. So welcome to the show. Mary, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor to work with you as a client and certainly to participate in educating your audience about all the many facets of entrepreneurialism and spirituality, which you do here on this show. I love your show. I've listened <laughs> to the episode since day one. So it feels very exciting to actually be engaged in the show now. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So I just want to start with a formal introduction of Marielle because she is freaking fabulous and you guys are in for such a treat today to hear just so much of her wisdom. This is going to be a good one, so get ready. So Marielle is a cosmic coach who for the past 10 years has been helping CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business professionals advance their lives and careers based on unique energy patterns described by their birthdays. Marielle's unique method combines executive leadership coaching with astrology. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she has guided over 947 coaching clients, authored a monthly guidance column in three magazines, been featured on Channel 26 News, is a licensed ordained minister if you need to get married <laughs> and has been named a business trailblazer in the city of Houston and was nominated as one of the top 20 small business entrepreneurs in Houston. Her clients include a Nike athlete, an Olympian, a host from HGTV's House Hunters, the chief financial officer of a 56 billion dollar fortune 500 company a celebrity client honored by queen elizabeth ii and other high performance leaders marielle knows how to read people and make great connections uh whoa <laughs> <laughs> hi goddess just a few accolades there <laughs> <laughs> So I am very excited to have you on. I think that you're an amazing person. Obviously, you're most definitely a goddess entrepreneur. And as you can see, Marielle has a lot going on. She is very talented. She had a lot that was working in her business. And what I want to start off with is just talking about coaching. So Marielle and I have been working together for almost three months. And the thing that I've noticed, and obviously I've noticed this before, but really what I've noticed in you, Marielle, is that when you hire a coach, it disrupts your current pattern. So Marielle hired me at a moment when she and her business were already so ripe for an up level. And the progress that she's made over these last three months is not something that 
I personally take any credit for, right? Because she's already been in that perfect position. She's been ready to do everything that she's done over these last three months. It's just that she needed a coach to initiate her into disrupting the pattern that she was running. You were staying in the same business practices. You were repeating the same types of offers simply because they were working, not yeah. because they were optimal. So yeah, I just am excited that you took that step and saw that there was another option, another way. And, you know, it just took a little bit of guidance and support for your nervous system to feel safe to disrupt what was working and right. build and yeah, and start to build something with greater longevity. So would you agree that that's kind of what's happened between us? Oh, absolutely. And I want to talk a bit about the value of receiving support because it's been a major business lesson for me over the past few months uh, since we started working together. And it's interesting because since we started working together, it's been a shift in roles. My job as a coach is to give other people advice and provide services for them and help them. And so it's almost counterintuitive to think that I would need advice and help and support services, which I think happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, which can be the reason why sometimes they don't know that they need to reach out for support. Um, ever since I started working with your team, receiving support has truly been the magic ingredient that I needed. And I underestimated how much I needed it as an entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneurs are independent by nature and it can lead us to think that we have to accomplish everything on our own. But in reality, no one can be an expert in everything. And we don't really accomplish anything alone. The truth is our achievements are always within the greater context of other people, even if it's just the clients we're serving. Entrepreneurs tend to be overgivers and inept receivers. I was definitely one of them. I've had to learn how to receive. And many other business owners might struggle with that same behavioral retraining. However, since I started receiving support from your team, Goddess Support, I really feel that my business and my confidence and my hopefulness have expanded exponentially. It's funny because in a recent interview for Voyage Houston Magazine, the magazine asked me what three behaviors have most contributed to my success. And I named receiving support as one of them. So my advice to any entrepreneur who's listening is this get guidance, hire help, and be open to receiving support. Let go of the fantasy that you're going to figure everything out by yourself and let go of the fantasy that you're going to figure everything out for free on the internet. No one can be an expert in everything and free cannot buy you experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's important to, to point out. And you know, that's another thing that I struggled with on my entrepreneurial journey was believing that anyone could actually help me when I was the holder of the vision. I just couldn't, I couldn't see like, how could this other person help me when they can't see my vision? But as you work with someone, as you are mentored and really open up to letting someone else build that vision with you, the possibilities become endless. And I just want to share that the way that I coach women is very different than 
other coaches. And the reason that I do things differently is, and, and I know that there is value in both, and this is not me trying to say that one is better than the other, but I remember when I first got started in entrepreneurship and I hired, I actually have hired a, a few business coaches, like two or three, and I just remember feeling, yes, stretched financially, but I also just felt like there should be more support here. We just meet on Zoom. They kind of tell me what I need to do. I'm turning around and doing it. Yeah, but it just felt like something was missing. And maybe this was just my unique point of view on pioneering a new way of of doing business coaching. And I know I'm not the only one either. So there are some other women out there who do a combination of coaching and done for you services. But it's really just when I was looking for a coach, I thought, can, can this person just also help me with the tangible? Like, do I just have to sit and listen to them talk and then I still have to do everything? So that was really my motivation to do something different and to show up in the space and offer coaching and access to tangible support. So yeah, I, and I, I have something to say about that. (laughs) Please. The value of the coaching and the tangible support for entrepreneurs, um, you know, the difference between being an expert in your craft versus being an expert in your business. And in my own business, my job as an expert in the field of self-improvement is that I've committed the hours, the money, the energy, the research over many, many years to simplify the process of personal awareness for people. So I've spent 13 years researching leadership, astrology, behavioral psychology, and most recently quantum physics, shamanism, and psychedelics. I make it easy for clients to learn and to transform using these really highly complex tools. So I'm an expert at my craft, but I'm not an expert in the fields of marketing or operational management, but companies like your company got to support R. And so my professional training in my craft, and I'm skilled in the delivery of my business service, but not necessarily in the running of my business structure. And I think that's true for a lot of entrepreneurs. They may be really good at what they do, but they struggle to get their craft out there in the marketplace, or they struggle to balance the effective running of the business structure itself while simultaneously juggling the service delivery of their craft. Totally. That's why I think that having a marketing and operational management team can mean the crucial difference between success and struggle. I believe that the element of having a support team is also the essential ingredient to success that entrepreneurs are most inclined to overlook. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have the same experience I did, which is, you know, I'm, I'm the giver of support. So it's counterintuitive to even think that I should consider receiving it. And there's three reasons in myself that I experienced why I was overlooking the need for support. And I I think that it may relate to other entrepreneurs. You know, the first reason is you might be stuck in kind of the mentality of DIY hyper-independence, right? Like I'm going to do it all myself. 
I'm going to do every aspect of the business on my own. And I'm going to research things on the internet that I need to learn and get done. And somehow between both, you know, creating the product or service, delivering for clients, you know, maybe you have a team and running the business. I'm solely going to get it all done. I was stuck in that mentality for a long time and suspect that probably other entrepreneurs get hung up there too. The second reason that I think entrepreneurs initially overlook getting support is you might be self-funded or you might initially be on a small budget. So there's this fear of upfront costs associated with hiring help that tend to outweigh the long-term vision of growth. And that fear of the initial cost may also be eclipsing your ability to properly judge the outcome reward for investing in that support, right? Mm -hmm. The initial idea of spending money on yourself feels scary, especially if you're not in the practice of doing it, right? So sometimes that imagined fear gets in the way of the reality of the tangible benefits. And the third reason I experienced and think other entrepreneurs may overlook the need for getting support is they may be finally at that stage where they know they need help, they can accept that, but they don't know where to find it. You know, like, where do you really find the help that you need? Oh my gosh. And so I think that it's sad, but many entrepreneurs have really great offerings that die because of poor delivery. Again, you know, they're an expert in their craft, but they don't know how to run a business structure and they aren't connected to the help they need. And that's heartbreaking to me. And that is why I do what I do. (laughs) I'm just like, I, I know that all the women in my world have such powerful medicine for the planet that I just can't handle the possibility that their work is not going to reach the people that need it. The way that you speak is so eloquent. I just love it so much. You're already just providing, I feel so much value to my audience of goddess entrepreneurs who are honestly probably feeling like they can see themselves in this exact same position of, okay, when do I get support? And then, oh, if I want support, like how do I even find that person? And it can be really difficult to hire a VA. And then even if you find a VA, now your leadership skills are being tested and you may not have developed them yet. And it's, oh, how do I lead this person? Or how do I know how to guide them so that they can help me? And that's a whole other set of skills that will now need to be formed. And it's not that we don't want them to be formed. We do, but there's a way where you can be mentored into that. I know that my first go around with virtual assistants was subpar because of me because I didn't really know how to lead yet so there's a lot there (laughs) (laughs) you know Mary I have a really great memory early on in our relationship together of when I experienced that combination of both relief and hope for having hired support and uh, it was early on and I was asked many months ago by a corporate client to host a day-long leadership retreat for their entire executive team at the oldest private business club in Houston. This was a very high-level experience. My corporate client is the CEO of the largest private ambulance company in the city He's been enrolled in my monthly cosmic coaching program for the past three years, and he trusts me every year to advise his executive team at their annual company planning retreat. 
And our venue for my leadership workshop was an elite private business club. Former President George W. Bush and former Secretary of State James Baker are members there. And so my assignment was to coach his entire executive team on the energetics of effective leadership, how to manage people from different leadership styles based on the science of physics, behavioral psychology, and astrology. So this was no small task. And your team at Goddess Support stepped in to help me prepare a 27-page presentation for this high-level corporate retreat, if you remember that. And my presentation turned out to be such a big hit that I was then asked by the business club itself to return on a future occasion to give this same presentation to all of their prestigious members. And I really doubt that my presentation would have been as well received if I had not had the participation of your team at Goddess Support. The help I received from your team on that one assignment actually resulted in a follow-up opportunity for my business. And so what I want every Goddess entrepreneur who is listening to this to remember is that support equals success. Mm. Wow. (laughs) might have to steal that one. (laughs) Freaking awesome. Yes. Oh, I, I remember. And I remember you asked, you were like, can someone help me with the presentation? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course. And I had can. never received help before. You know, I had been doing everything in my business for so long. Isn't that funny that I was almost unsure that I could ask permission to receive <laughs> help? Like I was, you know, kind of transitioning from, from that DIY hyper independent state to the receivership state, yeah. you know, to feeling that it was okay for me to ask for help um, to, you know, feel successful in this very high level experience that I was stepping into. And, you know, your team just totally came in and there we were 27 pages later and there I was in front of this major private business club and this whole executive leadership team. And I felt so confident and empowered and their whole team had a great experience with my work because of what we had prepared together. And it would not have been the same had I not had your help in that. Well, you also are an amazing speaker and the presentation, I just have to let you all know, was so activating for me and my team. I didn't do the presentation one of my team members did and she was just like, this is so cool. And then I remember when I went in to approve it, I was just like, whoa, Mario, <laughs> quantum <laughs> physics and leadership. Like this is so amazing. And I feel like that's an, a really epic segue into my next question for you is that I know that you have this very academic corporate background So did you ever imagine that you'd be an entrepreneur and have your own business? And then on top of that, something based in spirituality and as esoteric as astrology, like is your past self, your younger self surprised or are they like, oh yeah, saw that one coming? (laughs) Yeah, I have a a very unique line of work, don't I? And, you know, would my childhood self be surprised? In a lot of ways, I feel that my current job totally aligns with my childhood personality. I think that my inner child would be 
very proud of the life my adult self has chosen. For all of us, life is a combination of nature plus nurture. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're all born with an inherent nature, meaning certain personality characteristics, talents, and preferences that are true to the core energy of our spirit. But the question is this, as we move through life, are we nurturing our nature? Meaning, are we making choices that foster our inherent qualities and lead us home to ourselves? Or are we making choices that are detrimental to the core energy of our spirit and distracting from our true selves? So as a child, my favorite question was why? I was that kid who always asked the why question. I was introspective, communicative, and curious, and I always wanted to know the deeper meaning behind things. I was a natural investigator and equally good at listening as I was communicating. So probing people for information was a favorite pastime, <laughs> along with reading and writing and learning and speaking and creating. And everyone always came to me for advice, even when I was very young. They seemed to assume that I might have insights and reflection and perspective on what they were going through. It was interesting because people often sought counsel that was way beyond my years. I was asked for advice, not just by my fellow schoolmates, but also by parents and school teachers. I was gonna be the next Oprah Winfrey or Barbara Walters. So growing up to be in the business of giving people advice seems like it is the most natural career path for me. And of course, fast forward to adulthood where my real life job is as a cosmic coach. And so over the past decade, I've helped business leaders of all kinds patterns described by their birthdays. And it's funny because if I were to look back at my childhood, my innate curiosity into the wonderful world of why led me to really want to understand what's going on behind the obvious. And when you look behind the obvious, you are moving into the realms of the unseen. And when you step into the realms of the unseen, you are naturally reaching into the inner spaces of the psyche and spirit. And even further beyond that, you're reaching into the in-between spaces of energetics and even further beyond that, you're reaching into the outer space of the cosmos. So I was born with this inherent inclination to discover the hidden meaning behind everything. And I've pursued an entire life towards the examination of invisible influences. I love it. And I also just have to state for all of the human design nerds that might be listening, Marielle is, you guessed it, a projector. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I know that you don't know a ton about human design. Obviously, you're beyond an expert in astrology. But in human design, the projector is that person who can read the room so well, read a person like a freaking book, see exactly what needs to change, like just has that laser focus guidance tool, that guidance system really, really built in. And so just everything you were saying just now reminded me of that projector archetype <laughs> in human design that you carry because it's a powerful one. And in a lot of ways, 
you are here to do exactly what you're doing to really lead and guide people into a new way into actually seeing what changes need to be made or what patterns need to be disrupted so that a person can reach their highest potential. So I just think it's really epic that you are in a lot of ways living your design which most people struggle to do. They have to actually actively put a lot of effort towards it. But for you, it's very natural. And so I applaud you for deconditioning yourself uh, (laughs) without even maybe realizing, I mean, I'm sure you did realize what you were doing, but it's just, um, it's always really inspiring for me to see people really just living on purpose intentionally with purpose Mm. um, because that's what we need in the world well i love the point you bring up about archetypes and energy and intention and living with purpose and whether it's looking at life through the lens of a tool like human design which you mentioned or you know in my case astrology is when we are acting in accordance to our nature or our archetypal identities, that is when we are happiest and that is when life seems the most fulfilling or in flow to us. And so typically when we're experiencing negative emotions like stuckness or anxiety and frustration, it's because we are doing something that is compromising our inherent nature. We're not living in accordance to those archetypal identities and it is diminishing our power. And so it is really critical for every leader to have an awareness, I think, of their archetypal identities so that they can function from the seat of their power and deliver the gift that they were intended to bring into the world. This whole field of the energetics of effective leadership is really something to consider. And even though it is my area of expertise today, I actually didn't start my career in the mystical field. (laughs) In fact, I didn't really even come into my spirituality until I was 21 years old. But in reflection, probably the clues that I would someday have a spiritual inclination were maybe present in my upbringing. My mother was very spiritual. In fact, uh, she was so spiritual that she almost became a nun. She initially studied theology at university and she later got a master's degree in psychology and was the head of psychiatric nursing for a major hospital in Texas. And then later in her career, she taught religious education classes at my childhood school. My dad, he was very linear brained. He was an electrical engineer, but also very open-minded and philosophical. So I grew up in this household where talking about the meaning of life and different spiritual systems and the nature of God, energetics, outer space, aliens and dead people was considered totally regular dinner table conversation. (laughs) Probably not something the neighbors were expecting though. (laughs) That's epic. But you know, um, at first I went to business school and I got a degree in economics and finance and my graduating university research thesis was a global study of women in executive leadership roles around the world. Somehow I always knew that I wanted to be a woman in power. I knew I wanted to be a business owner and financially competent. So I went to school for those things and I studied other successful women leaders who did it really well. But here was the great irony. 
So when I started my career in the executive leadership coaching industry, I was working for firms in the highly traditional, conservative, stereotypically closed-minded and male-dominated industries of finance and business. My clients were actually infrastructure building companies and Wall Street private equity funds that were closing deals upwards of 50 to $250 million. So it was not quite where one would have expected to begin a mystical career. And in Texas? And in Texas, <laughs> of all places, considering the uh, demographic implications of that state. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, how... How I got led on that journey is I discovered a funny thing. These really incredible professionals were highly driven, but often unfulfilled by their success. They knew how to be rich, but not how to be happy. And a lot of these leaders were expressing a sense of disconnect, questioning if they were doing the right things and feeling like they were missing a purpose to their life. Now, at the time, I was only working with very traditional psychology and self-improvement methodologies that had been taught to me in university and in professional training programs. But I always felt like something was missing. And quite frankly, so did my clients. The traditional techniques were helpful, but not mind-blowing. So I went in search of a technique that would get mind-blowing results. And that's when I discovered astrology. It was my first taste of how something that socially gets labeled as out there or different can actually really expand your possibilities. Like discovering astrology felt like a big quantum leap forward when I got my very first astrological assessment from a really renowned astrologer, Lily Roddy. Now at the time, I didn't actually know what astrology was but I knew what I thought it was. And what I thought it was, was maybe silly and superstitious and Ouija boards and crystal balls, like something maybe you would see on the TV show, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. But when I arrived at her office, Lily Roddy's professionalism demonstrated to me that my previous perceptions were misinformed and that astrology had some serious scientific and mathematical credibility. What I found through learning and that experience was that astrology proved what quantum physics is demonstrating about an intelligent, responsive universe and what neuroscience is discovering about consciousness and electromagnetic fields. So I became impressed and forever obsessed with the idea that the energies of the universe are interacting with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. So it was really my search beyond the mediocre mainstream for more holistic methods to help my leadership clients excel that led me to discover a lot of other out there academic fields like astrology, behavioral psychology, quantum physics, shamanism, energetics, intuitive science. But what I found was that mind, body, spirit awareness really brought greater fulfillment to these leaders and it improved their businesses. But at first, I kept it a secret. I thought that using these newfound energetic techniques to coach executives might be rejected as woo-woo before even people wanting to give it a shot. But what I discovered, it was funny, is as my clients began having really incredible breakthroughs, 
everyone in the industry started claiming things like, oh, you know, she's so accurate. You'd think she's psychic. And they were asking me, how did you read my mind? And they would swear that I could predict the future. So I got to a point where I felt like I couldn't keep it a secret any longer. Everyone wanted to know how I seemed to be able to see things that other coaches, psychologists, and advisors couldn't. So the accuracy of my results mattered more than the skepticism and unfamiliarity around trying these energetic techniques. Fast forward to today, since launching my cosmic consultancy and guiding the careers of over 947 people, most people say that this method is better than therapy and that it really nails them on the head more than any other self-improvement programs that tend to be more generic. Absolutely. And what could be, in my opinion, what could be more healing than knowing yourself all the way, right? right. What could be more helpful than self-mastery? And so I think that that's a, a really powerful point to help people really see. And that is the power of astrology. That is the power of self-study is just to know yourself, be able to recognize your patterns and disrupt them when you need to mm -hmm. make, you know, different choices next time, that kind of thing. And to me, I see a lot of that happening in entrepreneurship, like entrepreneurship to me is also a path or it can be a path if you choose to see the path in that way as a road to self-mastery, to more self-awareness, self-knowledge, and at the end of the day, liberation. Mm. So I think that that's really cool. Obviously, that seems to me like it became kind of the natural progression of where your work started and then where it is now. It's just kind of naturally progressed into that. And, and how cool that the evidence has spoken for itself and you didn't have to do a lot of heavy convincing of these people who would otherwise probably be skeptical of something like astrology. The evidence just got to speak for itself. And now you are a thought leader and a highly sought out individual for people who otherwise probably wouldn't even know what astrology is, right? <laughs> yeah. And what you've said about self-awareness and the power of choice making and how that comes strongly into focus if you choose, especially the path of entrepreneurship, is so true in every area of life. I believe choice is our greatest superpower. So that's why I'm in the business of helping people make better decisions. When we look at our lives and think that free will is the defining power of humanity, then to become super powerful, we have to become better choosers. And to do that, we really need an awareness of all the invisible influences that are affecting how we decide and to train the different tools of knowing so that we can make the highest choices. Total awareness, then it naturally takes us beyond the obvious and into the realms of the unseen. And so my job is to take people on a journey into that world of invisible influence affecting their experience and to teach them how to navigate making powerful choices for a life that is more free, fulfilling, and intentional. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's the key to deconditioning in a lot of ways, because when you're conditioned by society, by your parents, by your nurture rather than your nature, you are often making decisions that are not actually the choices that you would make when you were in your full awareness and your full consciousness. You're instead making the decision that your mom would make for you or what society would make for you. And so, yeah, like to me, I mean, obviously free will is our most powerful tool. And so if you can really harness the power of decision-making, then, I mean, right, you're, you're in God mode, you're player one. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's important because, you know, what are all of these unseen factors, you know, these unseen energies that color our filter of reality and drive our decision making, just like you said, emotionally, we're influenced by things like learned behaviors and past experiences. Psychologically, we're influenced by personal narrative and outcome bias. Socially, we're influenced by cultural conditioning and the expectations of others. Physiologically, we're influenced by even ecological shifts and planetary cycles. And cosmically, we're influenced by the quantum field, vibration, electromagnetism, and energy. I do call myself a cosmic coach because I believe that we must know ourselves from the very core origins of our energetic experience, the cosmos, all the way down to our physical, mental, and emotional realms of experience. So understanding those qualities of energetic influences can help us better understand why we're each uniquely inclined to act in certain ways, to help make sense of why other people are acting the way that they do, and how we can better maneuver getting the results we want from each other. Mm -hmm. So this is inspiring me to ask a inspired question. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if this is something that you even pay attention to or, or if you have an opinion about it, but I'm super curious. I feel like every day I get on Instagram and somebody's talking about all the solar flares and I'm on the space weather mailing list and I see the emails all the time, like huge X class CME hitting planet earth. And as you're talking about all these invisible influences, I'm wondering what's going on there. Do you have any opinions about all the solar flares? Cause it seems like they're happening a lot lately. And I know that we are reaching peak solar cycle and they come in waves and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just curious if you have any thoughts about that, because I would just love to pick your brain if you do. <laughs> yes, the cosmos is alive and interactive, just like the planet Earth is alive and interactive and just like our human bodies are alive and interactive. Actually, we come from the stars. Every element in the human physiology is actually the result of an exploding supernova in outer space. So we are physiologically very connected to what happens in outer space. And I think the most dangerous delusion of the modern mind is thinking that we're divorced from the world we live in, fantasizing that somehow we're separated, somehow we're unaffected, by and superior and totally in control of mother nature and ourselves like nothing affects us other than our own willpower but meanwhile just like you said something as simple as a shift in geocosmic patterns absolutely affects us you know totally something totally. as simple as a drop in the barometric pressure from a thunderstorm can bring you to your knees at a nap in the middle of the workday a full moon makes you 30% more sleepless at night, according to the University of Florida, and cranky the next day. And 
solar flares from the sun are so problematic in shutting down entire technology systems that NASA has actually created a special department called the Electronics Research Center just to manage that particular issue. So to feel powerful in our world, we need to feel more connected to the elements that are affecting our experience, not pretending they don't exist, but then being affected by them anyways. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting, especially the solar flare thing. I always see people also posting symptoms and all those kinds of things. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling that symptom, but most of the time I'm not. (laughs) So I just was like, okay, what's going on with this whole phenomena of people tracking the solar flares and stuff like that? So thank you for indulging my that's that a great question. Yeah, just popped in as you're, t- I mean, invisible influences. My God, I mean, uh, one day you are going to nerd out on human design. I can feel it, but there's this I concept. Totally yeah, there's this concept of neutrinos and it's kind of this, it's invisible influences. It's almost like how earth has passed through the photon belt. And so then we're exposed to different energies and things like that. So that's, it's, that's a similar concept, or at least that's the analogy I can think of right now. But I think you'd nerd out on neutrinos. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't take much to get me to nerd out on anything scientific or spiritual. <laughs> so I'm sure that I will be easily baited into human design as my next major research study. <laughs> and you bridge the gap so beautifully. I, I just, I love it because my whole life, I have not bridged the gap beautifully. And so anytime I talk about these kinds of concepts with people who are skeptical, I've been met with nothing but, okay, whatever. (laughs) You just make it sound so legit and it's so eloquent the way you present it and it's understandable. Like there's no arguing with it because it just makes so much sense. Well, you know, my job as a cosmic coach is to make people more aware, thinking, attuned, and conscious of how we're choosing to move through life. This particular method that I created for cosmic coaching. It does. It starts by evolving your conscious awareness at that very top level of energetic evolution, which is in the cosmos, and then moving that awareness all the way down to the physical, physiological, and emotional levels. So the cosmic coaching method hinges upon a math-based technique derived from your birthday, and it incorporates research from both ancient spiritual practices and cutting-edge science. And over the years, I've worked with Olympic athletes, corporate executives, and regular people who just want to live a great life. What I do find common among all people is simply the desire to know your life purpose, improve your relationships, and be successful. Everyone is seeking to feel significant, connected, and empowered. And, you know, Mary, you mentioned the element of skepticism. And what I often find whenever we're skeptical about anything in life is skepticism just means we're unfamiliar or uneducated about something, right? It means that we have yet to be fully informed about some new piece of information or a new experience or a new person. So I don't think skepticism is bad. I think in fact, skepticism is another label for healthy curiosity, right? It means that we don't really know a lot about the thing that's in front of us. 
So we're questioning and curious about how it could possibly be relevant or apply. And in that way, we are inviting more learning and more discovery and more research. And skepticism is also different than being closed-minded, right? Closed-minded means you're not open to receiving any new information. That means no matter what the facts are, no matter what new perspectives are revealed to you, that you don't want to hear it and it won't change your opinion either way. So there's a very powerful difference between saying I'm skeptical, which is also just another way of saying I'm uninformed, curious, and wanting to learn more versus saying I'm open mind or I'm closed minded, right? Which means that I refute my availability to be informed about anything other than my current opinion. And so I think that the skepticism and healthy curiosity keeps us mentally safe and engaged in discovery in the world, but closed mindedness is very dangerous and it closes us down to being engaged in the world. Yeah. I feel like it makes your world so small and I just can't fathom why anybody would voluntarily make their world so small. So yeah, I totally, you know, I, I deal a lot with uh, the nature of skepticism, or as I like to say, uninformed curiosity in my line of work, because obviously what I do is very different. You know, it's not something that perhaps the everyday person is knowledgeable about, which is fine because again, we're, we're not an expert on everything in life, right? So if somebody is listening and they think this concept of cosmic coaching, it's both intriguing and perhaps a little confusing at the same time, that's okay, right? You might be wondering, how does this work or will that work for me? I think it's totally logical for the mind to want to seek an invisible insurance policy that we're going to get results and that everything's going to work out for us. But what I would say in short answer is yes, the cosmic coaching method is really effective. In fact, there's countless scientific and psychological studies that are now proving how these holistic techniques can positively impact our consciousness and experience. And in fact, I present many of these exciting research studies to my clients in the work that we're doing together because it's a field that's definitely on the forward edge of thought leadership and science as we know it today. But more importantly, really, than the studies is real life results. I've been in business for over a decade on referral-based growth as the guide for over 947 people. And nearly everyone who does an initial consultation with me comes back again or enrolls in one of my coaching programs. And nearly everyone who works with me refers someone that they care about. Most people stay with me for years. And so through the course of my journey with most clients, I typically end up doing sessions for their spouses, their lovers, children, colleagues, friends. I usually become so integrated in my clients' lives that I'm often invited to give company-wide presentations, attend their corporate holiday parties, officiate their weddings, and even the great privilege of being in the delivery room during the births of their children. Growing my business over a decade through the sheer power of referral, what does that mean? To me, that means it's the power of being trusted to make a lasting impact on someone's life that they can't help but know will make a difference in the lives of other people that they care about. And so anyone who is curious about the meaning of their life is spiritually minded, 
is hungry to grow their personal power and confidence in decision-making is really ready for this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, just the relationships that you have formed and those years long mentorships that you have with so many of your clients is really powerful, right? Because those are people who they are actively working on themselves for an extended period of time and they see the value of continuing. So obviously for various reasons, but mainly because of just the potency of what you do. So I just commend you for all of that. And I also just think it's really powerful just how how referral-based your business is and how successful it's been based on referrals. And I can't wait to see what happens when we start up in the marketing. <laughs> because as you all, yeah, and as you all can see, Marielle knows what she's talking about. She's super professional. She has the experience. I know that you said you've been operating for more than 10 years, but what was the moment where you felt like you were legit? Like, oh, I'm really doing this. What did it take? Was it an amount of money or was it a certain clientele or what was that factor? I think I always felt legit, if you will. I think there was different levels of increasing professional competency. As the saying goes, the more you know, the more you find out you don't know. And I think the same is true with professional success. Each time we reach some new level of achievement, we discover, oh wait, there's still more for me to understand about my area of expertise. And so for me, legitimacy is an ongoing process, an ongoing up-leveling, and it's the practice of continuing to deepen your love and knowledge in your area of insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I could talk to you all day. I feel really excited about one of my questions. So I want to move on to that. And obviously it's all related. (laughs) So we talked about obviously spirituality, astrology, having a spiritual based business and all these kinds of things, professionalism, corporate environments, working with people who I love this term that I'm probably going to have to steal uninformed curiosity, (laughs) you know, skeptical. So I am just feeling inspired maybe as our last kind of riff or our last question to really talk about is plant medicine, because it's one thing that I know about you, but we haven't really talked about it. And I think you know that about me too, but again, we haven't really talked about it. And I personally, of course, plant medicine is super valuable for spiritual and personal development. So we could potentially start there and riff on that. I personally have used it for business when I've needed clarity on my business, gone into ceremony. So I just think that that'd be a fun topic. Um, I would love to hear your opinion because I know that you just spent a year training and sitting in ceremony, I think on a monthly basis, right? So let's talk about that. I think that that's a really powerful topic for entrepreneurs in general, but of course my goddess entrepreneurs, because we are all about kind of serving digital medicine right? The work we do is more coaching and personal development, but it's all kind of a 
tag back to the OG plant medicine. I would just love to hear your thoughts on that because I know that you're a wealth of information and I would love to hear your opinion. So I'm hoping that my audience will also be stoked. So yeah. yeah. Well, I think that the seat of the soul is where conscious leaders create from. And so your business is an extension of your soul mission into the commercial marketplace right? A business is an extension of its creator and that creator's contribution to the betterment of society. So the greater awareness leaders have of their higher self, of their soul mission, the more powerful their business can become. So when used responsibly and with the proper intention, yes, I believe that plant medicine can be a remarkable facilitator of heightened states of awareness that allow the users a broader vision of their own lives and their role within the greater fabric of the universe. Plant medicine has recently become popular for, as I say, spiritual tourism. And I think we need to be careful in how we're using it. We have to avoid becoming too casual in our use of these ancient sacred tools. Historically, these tools were exclusively for initiates of disciplined spiritual groups known as mystery schools, and for those who were in need of deep transformational healing overseen by a shaman or a priestess or a tribal elder. And so the plant medicine tradition was not intended for curious bypassers who merely wanted to, I'm not sure if I can use certain language on your podcast, but fuck around and find out right? You know, plant tools were not designed to entertain spiritual tourists, but were rather utilized as part of a spiritual discipline for connecting with the holiness of our higher selves and the holiness of the hierarchies of heaven. So in your use of plant medicine, don't be silly or naively thoughtless with these sacred instruments. The same goes for anything in life. Always know your why behind wanting to engage with something. And that is equally as true. Know your why behind wanting to engage with the plant tools. Have a clear intention, go in respectfully, and maintain commitment to following up on any of the spiritual insights you receive during the experience. Be discerning with your why and be committed to the afterward implementation of revelation. It's, of course, highly advisable as well that you engage with plant medicine under the guidance of a trusted spiritual mentor in a safe, well-researched environment, and that first you're in good and emotional, physical health before you do the practice. Mm -hmm. So just to serve my curiosity, what do you think is one of the most powerful lessons that plant medicine has shown you? That there's a difference between everything we want for ourselves and more than we could have possibly imagined. Mm-hmm. And by that, do you mean the things that we think we want for ourselves versus what the universe actually has in store, which is better than what we could have imagined? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's always a limit to what we can think of on our own, right? Using solely our own logical mind to try to establish what we think we want for our life. And when we allow access of the universe to kind of step in and show us things that may be beyond what we had initially thought of or anticipated for ourselves, we become more 
than somebody who is just a master and commander of their own destiny, trying to use their willpower to manifest and force their way through life. But we transition to becoming a channel or an instrument for that Holy Spirit to move through us and implement what it sees best fit using us as the tool, as the instrument for bringing that consciousness or that service into humanity. I think that accessing the higher self through plant medicine, though that's not the only method somebody could use, though it's a great one, is that shift between willpower to channeling. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. One of my peers, she was a past client. Now we're just friends. The midwitch, Anita Byrne, she says, you know, be a channel, not a leader. Mm. And Obviously, you know, I agree that you can be both, <laughs> but whenever <laughs> yeah. she said that be a channel, not a leader, that really struck a chord with me. Cause if you show up with something with the intention to be a leader, that's going to have one energy. If you show up just to be a channel, that's a completely different energy. And I feel like I can credit a lot of my successful interactions in coaching to just showing up to be the channel rather than thinking that I know everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's super powerful. And I also just want to kind of tag back to what you were saying about always approaching plant medicine with intention, with respect, with reverence, um, and just share a little um, personal story because like most of us, I went to college and <laughs> I partook in a lot of mushrooms in college. I had a little mm, stint as the shrooms dealer at my college, you know, so. I love it. You moved from, you know, amateur drug dealer into, you know, professional life coach and spiritual guide. How, how beautiful of you. Yeah. <laughs> but, characteristically Pisces, right? <laughs> well, but what I want to say about it is, okay. So obviously I still have a very close relationship with psilocybin. It's my ally, but I did a few ayahuasca ceremonies a few years ago. And literally one of the first things that ayahuasca showed me was like this video montage of all the times that I had used psilocybin in a non-respectful way. And it was like, no, no, don't do this. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, you got handed your rear end, right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just like, oh my gosh. And it's, it was just funny. Um, I mean, to me, ayahuasca is a really interesting medicine because it like took me through this whole journey of, um, showing me all of this shit that I'd been doing wrong that was fucked up before it got into like <laughs> the good part. <laughs> you got scolded before you got praised. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was just, you know, it was kind of funny, but anyways, so that was just my, um... Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I, that is funny. And you know, the other thing too, to remember is the universe does have a sense of humor. Oh, I know yeah. so much of what we're talking about today is, you know, very serious um, and life, you know, is serious and life is also light at the same time. And the universe is full of humor. It's full of beautiful contradiction. And sometimes the greatest teacher is laughter. Oh, and, yeah. so, you know, sometimes the universe will do those things like it did to you in the medicine ceremony, kind of showing us 
the hypocrisy of our own humanity and allowing us to laugh at ourselves and go, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, why, why did I think that? Or why did I do that? Um, and to teach us, you know, through that reflection. And so, yeah, I think that's important to remember. We've been very heavy in our discussion today, but the universe does have a sense of humor and life is fun. <laughs> it really does. And that's honestly my favorite thing about plant medicine is just the hilarity of it all and how you will be shown like all those little things that you took so seriously or that you freaked out about like it will show you all of those moments and like laugh in your face <laughs> and you're just like oh I thought that was so important and you know the medicine is just like <laughs> right but you know I going back to your point about utilizing plant medicine as a tool, not the only tool, but one of the many tools available to entrepreneurs to deepen their, their personal practice as well as success in their business. Something I see is, you know, a business is a vehicle, a container, a channel through which you deliver your soul mission, right? Oh, so yeah. a business is the material manifestation of how your unique quantum codes interact with the world via the commercial marketplace. So a business is your opportunity to make a difference in destiny. And this is why I think that truly the highest level creators do work from the seat of the soul. And so I think that if you're creating a business or growing a business, you have to be able to link your sense of spiritual contract to the energy field of the business. Your job is to be the steward of the soul mission of that business as an extension of your own soul mission. Mm. And I do think that a lot of times what plant medicine awakens us to is the higher calling. It shows us that the world is waiting for us to show up as the hero, the healer, the creator, the caregiver, the person we're meant to be in this invisible void in the cosmic architecture that only your unique business could fill. It's the difference that you're destined to make. So I do highly advise all entrepreneurs to work with coaches and tools and techniques that really unlock their quantum codes that deepen their self-awareness and that connect their spiritual contract to the greater service of humanity. Yeah. And disrupt their patterns. Right. Because otherwise you'll just stay stuck in the pattern. And sometimes yeah. it takes sometimes An awakening, a yeah, disruption. Exactly. And then that can happen from a coach or it can happen from plant medicine or it can happen from an accident. Like I've seen that happen with so many people. It takes a near death experience or something like that. And then that disrupts the pattern. But yeah, it's all um it's all interconnected and, and life is life is funny. It really is. And it will show us if we're open to it, as I'm sure happens to you. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm confident this happens to you. But just those moments where you feel the alignment, like it is tangible. The synchronicities are just too wild. You're like the universe is totally winking at me right now. Those are the moments for me that show me, okay, I'm on the right path. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's powerful that what you help people with is finding their purpose because I'm, I am not lying to you. I spent most of my twenties crying about wanting to find my purpose and just wanting mm. to know what my purpose was and all these things. And I've started a few different 
entrepreneurial journeys, a few different businesses and learned really powerful things about myself each time. But I kept feeling like the purpose wasn't fully there. The, that feeling wasn't fully there. And, and one of the interesting things that happened is that when I stepped into goddess support, well, first of all, I didn't have the name goddess support just yet, but I had already stepped into doing this. And I was like, I just had so like a stigma almost around myself of doing something where I helped other people's businesses. I just felt like, who am I to do that? And why am I doing that? And I, but I, but it also just felt so easy. Like it felt right. Like I finally had that sense of purpose. And even this podcast, I have so much fun with it. And before when I was trying my first go at the coaching industry. I was a self-love coach. My heart was never fully in it. And I couldn't figure that out. And right when I did those ayahuasca ceremonies, I was in that in-between space where I was actually doing both. And it was literally ayahuasca that was like, goddess support. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. And so, and, and it was, so it was wild. And, And so it gave me that nice, you know, confirmation, that nice wink from the universe and literally everything has just flowed so magically ever since then. And do I think that plant medicine is required to get to that kind of space and that kind of confirmation? No, but I know that it really helped me. So I obviously am an advocate for plant medicine. I'm a fan, but yeah, with reverence, with respect and, you know, with, with proper guidance, like I would absolutely never, um, do ayahuasca not in the jungle it happens in a lot of yoga studios with a playlist and i would i would never do that um i went to the jungle and we sing live music and things like that and so to me there's um there's a difference like i was drank ayahuasca next to an ayahuasca plant that was growing out of the ground you know so (laughs) and i'm not saying that that means it's better but for me like that was correct for me right Um, and I'd been invited many times to the yoga studio type setting. And I always was like, no, I don't think so. So anyways, um, that's just, you know, just a little. Yeah, set, set and setting make a difference, uh, whether for anything in life, right? Whether it's set and setting for an important business meeting, whether it's set and setting for a date, or whether it's set and setting for a sacred ritual, right? A it, birth. It, or a birth, you know, it's the context, it's the intention, it's the why behind it, it's the environment that you're facilitating that experience in that um, really shapes, I think, the result that somebody is going to get. So I do, I, I totally endorse um, the respectful, reverent, proper use of plant medicine as a tool for awakening. Um, And again, to remind, I think everybody that it is not the only tool for awakening. You know, if if it doesn't call to you, don't be filled with FOMO and then go do something (laughs) that you're not really comfortable with, right? You know, working with other intuitive science techniques, working with coaches, meditation, um, holotropic breath work developed by Dr. Stan Groff can create, you know, a similar DMT experience. So yeah. Certainly, um, even though I am a supporter of plant medicine, uh, I don't think that it's the only path. And I certainly wouldn't want anyone to feel pressured if it didn't uh, directly call to them. You know, there are still other ways. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Breath work is super powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I obviously <laughs> love you very much and love serving you as your coach. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our goddess entrepreneurs today? Any, you know, even just a little bit of wisdom or just whatever comes to mind. Do you feel called to share anything else? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I love what you said about like purpose and how, you know, you had successfully started numerous, uh, different entrepreneurial projects, but, but we're always kind of left wondering, is this it, you know, is this all there is? Like there was a lack of connection to purpose because the number one question that everybody is always asking when they come into my office is everybody wonders, who am I, Mm. right? You know, what is my purpose? And so for listeners, you know, it's to really ask yourself, how would your life be different if you knew your purpose, right? How would suddenly the way you spend your time, the way you spend your money, the way you make your choices, how would that suddenly be different if you actually did know your life purpose and all of your actions were always aligned to that singular mission, Mm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that is the significance of purpose is that when we finally come to an understanding of what it is by whatever method we use, whether we use astrology, human design, plant medicine, something else is all of the activities and choices in our life suddenly shift, right? And it's that shift between arbitrary to intentional rather than just being busy every day in our life with activities and experiences that seem to keep us busy and maybe on the surface successful, but unfulfilled somehow, we suddenly have a purpose. And so we shift our activities and our attention to things that have a coherent meaning to them. And so then we're able to say, my life is fulfilled. It feels meaningful, right? And so discovering your life purpose is perhaps the most important discovery that you can make. You know, there's a great quote that says, there's two most important days of your life. The first is the day that you're born. And the second is the day that you finally figure out why. Mm. And I really believe that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, well, Marielle, this has been amazing. Thank you. You're so amazing. <laughs> Thanks for coming on and just giving such incredible value to my goddess entrepreneurs. I'm sure that they are all so grateful. I'm so grateful. So well, thank you. I, um, I'm a huge fan of your professional service. Obviously, I'm a, a raving fan client of yours. And I love that you have also created this podcast to share free content, sharing information to people that are aligned with similar values and professional goals and lifestyles. And it is a labor of love. You do this um, with great purpose and great passion. And uh, the podcast is an exceptional uh, intellectual resource. You know, I've listened to many of the episodes and the other speakers you've had on. I highly encourage those who are listening to subscribe because you put incredible care into curating what will be discussed on this podcast. And it's worth it every single time. (laughs) And of course, I'm a huge fan of your service. I have loved working with you. I'm still working with you. I intend to continue working with you. And your team has been the greatest game changer in 
my professional success. And it's the smartest investment that I've made in over a decade of business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just blushing over here. Heck yeah. I love that. And, and you know what, that that's the whole point of why I do what I do is I just really want to help spread your medicine. Like, listen, you guys, you just listen to this goddess speak for over an hour. And I just think that you should be like on so many stages. I want, I want you on so many more pod. I don't know if this is your first, but this is definitely like, there's many more to come. The message that you have is so powerful and important to the world. I want to help spread it. And so thank you for letting me be a part of your journey and to help spread your message and get it out there into the world so that we can change the collective. And we are changing it by engaging with um, anything, in my opinion, related to knowing ourselves more, knowing our purpose and taking inspired action on that we're we are changing the fabric of reality we are changing the collective for the better and we're creating a better future for for us all so thank well, you thank you goddess for having me today it's a privilege yeah thank you for all that you do and where can everybody find you you can find me on my website at www.livesymbolic.com that's l-i-v-e-s-y-m-b-o-l-i-k.com mm-hmm and it's the same on Instagram, just at live symbolic at with live a K. Symbolic. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, goddess. And thank you to all the wonderful goddess entrepreneurs who tuned in today. As usual, I'm sending blessings to you and yours, and I will see you next time. Bye.